So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this afternoon, I am very privileged and very honoured to be joined by uh, Caledonian Highlanders and Scottish internationalist cricketer. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Michael Leask. How are you, mate? Oh, not too bad. Just coping through lockdown as everyone else is at the moment, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, we're still trying to get through all this mess, uh, so to speak. <laughs> so, um, But uh, I'm glad to see you're doing well um, and keeping well. Um, how are you passing the time to keep yourself busy? Oh, um, I've had a nine-week-old baby at the moment, so that's keeping me on my toes. Um, yeah, so plenty, plenty going on with that. Um, just trying to keep fit for when cricket does come back on board. You know, it's it's tough to keep motivated at times, but yeah, trying to trying to stay as fit as I can and looking after the little one to help out. You know, keeps you keeps you busy enough. Yeah, I was I was seeing um on a couple of news articles through Cricket Scotland that you guys were still still being able to play cricket I think it was back in September time or October uh, with the regional stuff uh, yeah we got a little bit um, not a great deal we played one game we got one weekend and then the, by the next weekend that was it it was all done and dusted um, put back in lockdown we got a couple of weeks of training with the Scotland stuff back end of October November-ish and then that that ended being put to pay as well with the, the whole thing as well and just ended up getting a bit a bit worse and everyone had to be be shut down which which for everyone is not ideal but look we're not too far away from hopefully coming out the other end of it which is which is looking positive for a some form of season this year and that's the that's the positive for us at least we're going to have some form of there is some form of cricket on the horizon and hopefully plenty of scope for for Scotland stuff in the up and coming year anyway yeah, I'm really hoping that, um, you know, the local cricket gets back up and running and, and back to normal as well. So um, because there's so many people dying to uh, to be involved back in back in training, cricket, uh, games, etc. So um, hopefully it all goes smoothly and according to plan. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, even for everyone, I mean, I think it was a pretty tough year for for all recreational cricketers last year as well. I know even our club, we only played a handful of inter-club T10 games and even that was hard enough to get enough guys when there's just not anything firmly in place. You know, it's always tough for every for every club and I do feel for for clubs when they get back up and running. I just hope they haven't lost members through that. But, you know, just here in recreational sport will come back is, is a positive for every club, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And... Um... Uh, everyone's everyone's you know asking that same question when when is it going to be resuming again when is it going to get back up and running again um but uh as far as i know it's 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 going to be i think around about uh april time or or may something like that yeah look i think it's probably looking like end of april might be a bit of a push to get things started but i think by mid-may you're looking that you might have competitive club stuff again so which is I mean, look, you're probably going to be able to go one-to-one one one, train with another person outdoor again by the next couple of weeks, which is, if you've got that facility, you're going to be able to, to use an outdoor or whatever. I mean, that's always a positive. You know, you're going to be able to do that with a, with a, some, with some another individual, you know, so that's that's a positive with clubs and stuff. You're going to be able to get folk up on a one-to-one -one basis, and and that's always, a, that's always a bonus, you know, folks starting to get the cricket back into them, and and then from there, who knows? We'll take it from we'll take it as small steps. Even just getting one on one at the moment would be better than sitting in your house with no cricket, you know. So yeah. anything's a positive. 
Absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, do you do your, uh, a bit of coaching yourself? Um, I did. I was I was heavily involved with with the four stuff. I mean, obviously it was Wally uh, Craig Wallace was head coach, and I was um, sort of his assistant head assistant coach kind of thing. And with two of us, basically ran all the run from the top to the bottom, juniors and all the senior stuff. So we were heavily involved with the coaching when we won the won the treble and stuff like that. And obviously we had quite a successful successful time with it the two of us um did put quite a lot well, more craig more so than i did i was more just tuesdays and thursdays but he did most of the work with all the juniors and stuff which is, is credit to him to be fair with that but yeah i mean I, I have done quite a lot but it's just something that you don't have enough time for when you've your wee ones coming along and trying to work on your own cricket as well it becomes tough to to juggle all the juggle everything together you know yeah, absolutely. And and um, I wanted to speak a little bit about, um, obviously, your, your local club, for, for sure. Um, great club. Uh, I've played against them many times and I've coached against them many times uh, in the junior teams as well. Um, they've produced some uh, great players who potentially could be, could be playing for Scotland one day uh, in the near future. So, um, but it's a great club uh, to, to be against and to be with as well. Yeah, look, I mean, I joined them, what, five years ago now it would have been probably the year 2015 I joined them uh, 2014 2015 season like they're an absolute amazing bunch of guys young enough as well that most of the squad that we have now could be together for 5 10 15 years give or take I mean obviously our oldest two guys for Umar Mohammed is probably he's he's not exactly old I mean he's what 30 that mid 30s early 30s you know and you've got Craig and myself who are 30 and we're the next two oldest in the team, you know. And then you've got your likes of Scott Cameron who was heavily involved with Scotland over a couple of years ago. And you've got young Callum Garden, Jack Hogarth and stuff like that in the Scotland A team, development side even. And then you've got the likes of Rory Johnson who's had tasters of Scotland A stuff as well. You know, they're all playing first team cricket for us and they're only 21, 22, 23, you know, and that's absolute credit to them and as well as the coaching that they've received from previous coaches and obviously Craig and I haven't had to do too much with them you know because they've now been with the Scotland setup and Scotland A or development setup you know so they get taken really good care of by their coaches as well you know and they've put in a lot of hard work with Craig and stuff during the week as well you know so they're always at training and always helping out the younger guys which which does help and then you've got obviously likes of Craig myself and that always, you know, when you've got, well, we had Chris Greaves. Um, I mean, he he played quite a big part in that winning season, you know. When you have three guys averaging over 50 for a whole season, you know, as a club, that's that's pretty massive. No wonder it's tough to come against a club where you've got guys taking 20, 30 wickets a season between two or three guys fighting out for the bowlers. And then you've got batters, like, luckily enough, I had a half-decent season, you know, and, and Craig and myself and Chris, top three of the top four, averaging over 50. You know, that's that's something that guys down five, six, seven, eight really didn't get much of a, a gig half the time, you know. And that's, as a club, that's absolutely incredible. And to have beaten Grange twice that year, I mean, we got a tough, tough gig Grange away first day of the season. And to come away with a, a pretty big win there, that set us up. I mean, we we got stuffed a little bit because we had Grange, Heriots, then our broth all the way the first three weeks of the season that year. Hmm. And we were looking at that going, if we come away with two out of three wins out of that, we are set up pretty well for the season, you know, knowing that we've got them to come at home. 
Um, we got we got a little bit lucky at some points with Harriet's because we think we were someone like sixty for nine, seventeen overs in. Game needed to be twenty overs long, you know, and hmm. thankfully the heavens opened. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say we didn't have a little bit of luck throughout our season, you know, where there was, but like credit to the guys that came in and did their job as well. You know, the, everyone in that club had a, a a part to play and even the supporters, they came and watched us at Grains, they came and watched us everywhere, you know. Hmm. And beating Uddingston on that the Saturday um for the for the big win and then the Sunday where we took on Clydesdale with a with Richie and with all the likes there um and beat them and then beat a pretty strong Heriots in the final, you know, where they drafted back in Mark Watt and and Pete did quite a strong side um, hmm. and got over the line which it looked like looked like it was going to be a pretty touch and go one and then absolutely took them apart in the end to be fair and actually well I wouldn't say deserved winners but ended up with a the year of a treble which is something that's unheard of across across the, the leagues at the moment you know yeah uh, I must say I mean uh, there's a lot of teams out there, especially Edinburgh teams or Glasgow teams um, that are so strong uh, to play against, so tough to play against because, you know, you travel all that way, uh, especially to the likes of uh, Golden Acre and you play against some of the some of the best teams w- from within Scotland. Um, and, you know, you're in for a, for a good game, I guess, but at the same time, you've got to get a win under your belt and you've got to score runs and take wickets. <laughs> the tough one for us is we hate Herits. They're a bogey side. Um, ever since before even I joined Force, we've we've always felt that there's some side that they just always have something against us. They always just seem to to find a way to to win against us, no matter what position we're in. And that second day of the season to go away and absolutely take them apart. I think we ended up scoring 300 on pretty good wicket in April, to be honest. Mm. And I think we ended up bowling them out for about 100. And, 70, 180, if my mind serves me right, you know. I mean, uh, well, I remember, I think Wally got quite a quite a big score and Rory Johnson set us up. They were, what, were 150 for none, I think, or something like that. It was just crazy striking. And then Callum Garden, I think, finished off with about 50 off about 20 balls. You know, he just <laughs> completely decimated them. But look, and then at home, vice versa, we were, they got 290 and I think we were 60 for... 60 for six or something or 60 for nine rain came you know that just completely they are a complete bogey side for us because in previous seasons we got decimated by them they got 250 260 and bowled us out for 100 you know we we've never never been able to compete against but against them whereas we've had other sides where we've done that to them you know whereas there's always sides you look at and go you know we've got the rub of the green with them but then Heriot's always always had the the tough but they've made some good good signings by the looks of things, Heriots. I mean, they've now got Crossy and Adrian Neal back, you know, so that adds to the the Watties and the Pete Ross and Hayes and all them. So they're just going to be an even even tougher side to, to beat again, I guess. And that's they're probably looking pretty much, you'd say, favourites without having... Because they got a bit of cricket last year, you know, and just having a little look at them, they look pretty strong, you know. Just It's great to for that to happen, you know, for likes of Cross to come back into Scottish cricket and just make it that little bit more competitive, you know, it means when you actually do get hopefully competitive cricket next year, you know, it's not going to be, oh God, I'm rocking up to here and it could be a a bad day or, you know, and having that little bit of niggle in Scottish cricket again, which is quite 
it's quite nice to actually turn up on a Saturday and go, oh, this could actually be quite tough, you know, with hmm. some sides having quite a good bowling attack. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I had, um, I had Crossy on the podcast uh, sometime, I think it was last year, back in November or October time. Um, and um, good guy, very good guy, good guy to chat with and get on with. Uh, well, um, he's heavily involved in his, with his football. I know that. Um, mm. And he's a big Liverpool fan. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, he always talks about it from staunch, you know, time to time. Staunch Liverpool fan. If, if anything turns football, you won't have him. He won't shut up about Liverpool. But now, look, he's he's a he's a very competitive cricketer across the board. You know, for Scotland, for the Warriors, and then for he's now joined, as I say, Heriots, and he is he's going to help them massively. You know, they always you always felt there were just one two batters like now they've got him and Watty back full time you know that's that's two guys that can win you games individually you know that's that they're as a side you look at that and you add them two in you know any side that gets two internationalists added back into them is going to be pretty hard you know yeah, yeah. And, um, again it's it just adds to the, the challenge of trying to retain your title you know yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was seeing off, um, I think it was Crossy's Instagram or, or what is Instagram that they were both doing um, some, I think, sprint training up at Golden Acre uh, today. So, <laughs> um, well, they, that's all yeah. for sure that if it's not on the Instagram, it doesn't count. You know, that's what they, they see it as that, but it's what how it goes on behind closed doors that, that matters, I think, to be honest, Ali. But yeah, no, they like to, to show off themselves running, I think, a bit to show they're actually doing it, you know. So, <laughs> ah, but it is that, that's part of our program, you know. And a lot of our guys, we get given set programs, and that's just part of the the nature of it. And that's the the bits you don't see are the guys going out at whatever time of day and having to run the yards. You know, that's the the stuff that folk sometimes don't see you doing, and you know that's just part of your, the job, I guess. And yeah, I mean. They do do. Everyone does do the hard yards. I hope, and it is. It's not the nice bit, but you know it has to be done. Yeah, and it's good to know that you you, know, you guys are like you know trying to keep active as, as much as you can and and make sure the preparations are done well. Uh, and then by the time it gets up to playing cricket games, you guys are you know sorted. So, well, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it's always you always take about three, two, three weeks to get back into it again. You'll you'll need that two weeks to some guys like myself and I know quite a few of the others haven't picked up a bat or a ball for God since November you know so I mean that, there is going to be a week where you, you're you going to be a bit rusty but fitness wise yeah look it's very difficult to replicate cricket when you're not playing it because you yes you can do your run but then you're not doing the cricket side of things alongside it so there will be a, a couple of weeks period where you're probably feeling a bit sore and stiff going back but <laughs> that's always going to happen you know and yeah it might take a couple of weeks but I think we've got time on our on our side before we've got any proper internationals you know we're going to have some hopefully some some cricket coming up you know so we're going to have to be to be ready for it but there is just nothing that compares to an actual cricket day you know there is that heavy legs and it's going to happen yeah everyone's aware that it's going to happen first couple of weeks back I think so yeah um yeah and um I was going to mention something very quickly. Um, we we've actually met before once, I think, uh, in person. And um, okay, this was because uh, no, I've, I've got a photo of it actually on my phone, and it's brilliant. It was that game against. Uh, it was at uh, the Grange, um, 
and it was like you, George, Crossy, Watty. Um, this was against I think, who would this ago. have been? Yeah, must have against been Rand, who would that have been? Um, can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I'm just flicking just through the one off right now. Um, it was a great game, by the way. I was there in person. It was um, it was amazing. Um, I've got photo proof. If I can <laughs> very quickly show you it, it's brilliant. Um, uh, here we go. Right, uh, is in March two thousand nineteen. Oh, um, no! International March to Sri Lanka. It might. It mu- Oh, it might have been the England game. That would have been that was, was that uh, the year before. Was that? that was the year before. That was June oh. June twenty eighteen before they took on the Ashes. Mm-hmm. I think that was two thousand and eighteen. So nineteen would have been Sri Lanka and Afghanistan. I'm pretty sure that would have been Sri Lanka Afghanistan at yeah, at, yeah. where it got rain affected. I think the the very yeah it would have been the first game against Sri Lanka where it got rain affected. I think yeah. So it started out it was quite a nice day and then turned out that. It rained on us and kind of rained on our parade a little bit, you know. Yeah. I think it would have been yeah, yeah. March that May May twenty nineteen would have been Sri Lanka at home. Yeah, because I, I remember all of us um, from our club came down and we watched you guys play, and it was a great game. I think you won it in the end. I think by oh, must Sri, have Lanka, been only... Sri Lanka. I think we I think we got beaten by Sri Lanka. We went oh. down to a close game. Well, I think we got beaten by Sri Lanka, but and it was Afghanistan was also a close game. They they just beat us as well. Um, but we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have a great start to that one. I don't think. No, I think we, we lost both against the big the big sides. I think. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we I think we struggled a little bit in that that tour. But yeah, that was definitely when Sri Lanka came over to us. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, here's the photo proof. I've managed to finally find it. Oh, you've got a bit of a blurry yeah, screen there. Well, what about that? See that? I think that is Sri Lanka. Oh, yeah. maybe not. Oh, it's very difficult to tell with no scorecard proof. Of that. I know. Yeah. I think around about 2019, we'd probably have been either Afghanistan or Sri Lanka, I think. Yeah. Memory serving me right, I think. Um, because... Um... Obviously, I mean, I mean, I'm a I'm a big Scottish supporter. I mean, I was bought, brought up and and born in Scotland all my life, so um, it was uh, it was great to get down to that game and watch you guys play and and do what you guys do best, you know. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, the, the guys are the guys have been working hard. It's just obviously been a bit of a a tough one, haven't I think for a lot of the guys sitting and having to watch quite a lot of these teams going and playing, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's just that's part and partial of the sport I guess and obviously we've just it's been a bit of a, a tough one but you know that's just there's a lot of a lot of contributing factors I think just with everything to do with just with the COVID and stuff it's we've, we've had a lot of stuff in place and that's just obviously been it's just not been able to happen you know COVID's put quite a lot well a lot of our cricket backwards um, in terms of we've still got to play all these games so that's the positive looking forward for us I mean the best thing for us is as soon as this is over, hopefully we can actually start picking up some of these games again, you know, and that's the that's the best thing for us. We've still got, well, four or five tours that we missed out on in 2020 um, to come again. 
you know, so we've still still all those games and still all those opportunities to come, you know. So that's that's the beauty of with it. We've still got all this cricket to look forward to, hopefully, in the in the coming months, you know. So that's probably what gets you through lockdown a wee bit, knowing what there is to come. Yeah. And um just knowing what you know what's gonna happen next and what's not, you know. Um Yeah, so. I think that's unknown still. You're right. That's just the unknown of what is what is next. But I mean we we know at some point it will return. But it's just as a as I say, when is when's probably the the key one in it. Yeah. Um I just wanted to um finish very quickly about obviously your, your time with four for sure. Um now at the time when you joined the club, were you uh, obviously based in Dundee at the time or were you based outside of Dundee? No, no, I um, I was based in Aberdeen um, mm. at that point, but I, I had a two-year stint where I wasn't at Force and I was, uh, well, I played a couple of games for Force. Um, so I left Stonywood for, I think it was twenty that 2013 season, played for Force in 2014, but just moved, well, just drove up the road because it's only an hour from from wherever so I, I left them and like yeah I think it was 2013 played from 2014 and then rejoined them in 2017 yeah. so I played from 2017 onwards so yeah I mean look there there was many reasons behind what I did and it was more the fact that just having known Craig for quite some time and know, knew that there was such a lot of young guys and young talent kicking about you know, and to go and join a young side and, and not have quite a lot of burden, like of having to pick sides and captaining and coaching and doing all sorts at 22, 23, when I, at that point, there was quite a lot going on. Um, and to have a, quite a lot taken away and just actually be a player and actually just be somebody who's just a player new to a club who just wants to go and just enjoy their, enjoy their cricket again. Um and look, the force have done that. They've welcomed me with open arms, and I've, I'm hoping that starting to repay them with a few runs and wickets and when the lights, you know. And they've they've just got so much to give the guys there. Just honestly, having that dome at the club, if there's not somebody in it on a a weekday or a weeknight, it's amazing. Like rain, hail, shine, snow, the guys are in there. Minus two degrees, you've got 20, 30 guys every Tuesday, Thursday training. You know, they're they're in there running about and even if it's freezing they're still there even if it's raining they're still in there you know the, that's the beauty of the club you know you've got guys like that that are actually passionate about if it's raining they're not going to go oh, you know what I'd have to go to training they're still there they'll still run about in the rain it's helped us in the last couple of years just to how many guys the guys at force. You still there? Yeah, sorry, Michael. I lost connection there for a that's second. Right. Sorry. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, as I say, just a testament to the club as a general, just how many guys are, are willing to actually help out, you know, and be there, rain, hail or shine and train. And the Dome obviously helped massively. It meant we could train all year round. Um, even if it's a bad day of weather, you can still train, you know. But the amount of guys you get all year round, even if you say have a month off, they don't want a month off. They just want to be in there training, you know, it's... I suppose that's that's a good thing for us going forward, which is the which is exciting, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's good to know that you know the guys at your club are very supportive and very um, you know they want to help you out uh, as much as they can, whether 
they want to help you develop as a player or, or a coach or, or, or be there as a, a guy who, who you need the most, basically, in, in tough times as well. So no, not quite. It's more just just being there as a club man. You know, just generally yeah. a club person, a club just enjoying the success that they had and the nights that preceded that and everything. Just the seeing the joy on everyone from a first teamer to a spectator. You know, just everyone getting a bit of something from success. You know, just everyone everyone having a part in it. Yeah. And everyone does in that club, and that's what's great about it. You know, there's no, you can't pinpoint one person that would get it more than others. You know, so there's, that's the beauty of it. They have so many fundraisers and just club nights where it's just ace to have everyone there and everyone enjoying each other's success. You know, and that's the, that's the excellent part of it. Um, I want to talk uh, next about your obviously uh, your time with. Uh, Caledonian Highlanders as well, um, one of the three regional teams in the men's uh, competition in Scotland. Um, and for anybody out there who doesn't know who the other two teams are, uh, there's Caledonian Highlanders, there's Western Warriors, and of course there's uh, Eastern Knights as well. Um, so, and I love watching the games, I really do. Um, I've seen a lot of games online. Um, I've sometimes, I think I've seen like one or two games in person as well, um, and it's great. Because uh, there's a lot of talent uh, with every team, basically, um, in that competition or that league, so to speak. But, um, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned before about the likes of Roy Johnston and, um, you know, Chris Greaves, Callum Garden. Um, there's also Saf- Safian Sharif and Kyle Kotsu as well. Um, and, of course, uh, Craig Wallace is, uh, you know, your, your head coach with that, with that squad as well. So, um What's it like? I mean, having all these, I mean, you mentioned before how youthful the team is and, and experience, etc. Um, it must be you know a great squad to be a part of and, and train with uh, when you can as well. Yeah, I mean, like we train at Forbes as well. So again, the, the the good thing for us and the lucky thing that we have is somewhere we can train 24-7 all year round, you know. Um, yeah, like it's it's a it's a great bunch of guys to be a part of because it's there's never a dull moment when you've got Kyle on your side anyway, because he's always the the jokester. And and having Craig as a coach, I mean, he he worked us so hard and he was really getting a lot of places with a lot of the guys that were fringe players and even guys that you just wouldn't, like, just a lot of the guys were making such strides under Craig, you know, before before lockdown happened and we were unable to to do anything. You know, we had a... We had a two games against the East last year um, where, again, we blew them out the water in the first one and then they blew us out the water in the second one where we, we I think we were making great, great strides in that as well. But yes, they were, were quite youthful. Exactly, we are. We're, we've got quite a lot of young guys. I mean, we've got likes of Ryan Brown as well who plays for Heriots. He's still young. He's only 23, 24. Scott Cameron, 24. Yeah. You know, these type of guys. Whereas in the East, there's there's just so much more a bit more experience, I would say, coming from that side. So they, they, I mean, they're they're the team to beat as well. They also had a couple of handy overseas uh, players in the past as well. You know, like they obviously had Preston in past and Budgie, hmm. and obviously quite a good pro in in previous years. Which we also um, struggled with not having Kyle at times and and Safi not available at times as well. You know, and that that I'm missing likes of Safian, and I just also feel we're maybe one one seamer shy women when he's now got big Adrian Neal back as well because he'd been down in 
down in the counties and he came back and he made a quite a big difference as well, you know, with with being there and just that experience, Seymour, I mean, in terms of Seymour's, I mean, you've got quite a good, you've got Jamie King who's been doing brilliantly for Stonywood and Majid Rashid who's been doing well for, for his club as well. Mm. You know, it's just, there's that, the slight golfing difference in experience with having played international cricket and you're coming up against the other international guys, whereas the likes of Safi's been there, done it, wore the t-shirt a hundred times for Scotland, you know, and there's, you can't recreate that. Hmm. Whereas the, the East have obviously got two, two quite big, powerful hitters in Ollie and George, you know, they, they can be quite daunting on their day to anyone, you know, and if they come off, it's, it's hard to stop, hmm. you know, and obviously the East of, East have won it the last couple of years and it's not been great fun watching that but mm-hmm. now look we've, we've really been putting good strides in with the Highlanders and as I say Craig's done a, a hell of a job with them as well but obviously not ideal with with lockdown and stuff having not been able to see them for for a year now and we've probably not trained as a group since what February last year so mm. let's say we oh well, sorry we played a couple of games with them and uh, August, September, we played that one weekend, as I say, before the, the lockdown the lockdown happened, where, as I say, we had a, we had a pretty good day against the East. But, yeah, I mean, looking forward to this year again. I think I think we're going to hopefully have some regional cricket just as opposed to when it's going to happen. Um, and, look, it's always great fun playing regional because you always get to, to take on other Scottish members as well, you know, and there's always jibs that fly around here there and everywhere you know and that's just all part of the part of the fun in it yeah i was actually going to mention about um adrian new of course i mean he's he's such a tall guy um so it must be you know sometimes pretty difficult trying to uh when he, if he balls it short for example trying to judge that that line in length you know yeah i mean it's quite tricky with eighty at times i mean on his days, devastating as always. Like it's, you saw it when he played his first game for Scotland. The Oman, I think it was, he got four for 10, 15, I can't remember rightly, but we skittled him for, for less than 30. You know, that day was daunting as well. You know, it's just consistency, I think, with every seamer having not done it at a high level for that long. You know, he played at Gloucester for two a year, two years, I think he was down there as well when he's now come back and it, that that's made such a difference for him. Um, again, with all all our fast bowlers, it's not going to be easy having come out of this lockdown. You know, it's never nice facing Adrian an indoor surface where he's seven foot plus tall and bounces a blinking half volley over your shoulder as well, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> he's, a, he's a friendly giant, his old lady. But no, he's got a lot to give as well, Adrian. He's He's got the attributes, he's tall, he's, you know, just that, I reckon if he had that extra yard of pace, it would be scary, you know, and <laughs> the likes of a Chris Soul pace and Adrian's height would be yeah. be pretty devastating, you know, but he's he's a handful. He is an absolute handful, I will say that for him. Hmm. I mean, I've experienced that as a player myself, trying to face, you know, tall ballers <laughs> and trying to, trying to judge where I need to hit it and, and how I should hit it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... Um, he must be a great guy overall as well with the others as well that we've not talked about yeah. before. No, I mean, look, it's having him on his side. It's just another bit of experience for us. Mm. You know, he is, he's a, he's a lovely guy, lovely character. Needs more anger in him when he's bowling for certain because he's too nice at times. So that's one thing for him. He's just too nice a guy to, to give, give too much to batters at times, but no, he's, um, 
no, look, he does. He adds a lot to the Highlanders squad as well, which is which is obviously a positive. And you know, there's there's so much guys given that that squad, and hopefully over the next couple of years, as you say, like your Dinos and your your Rojos and your Hoagies, then start taking over from the likes here, myself and Craig's and and stuff like that in years to come as well. Which hopefully they'll then come to the forefront of that team as well. You know. Well, um, you know, here's here's hoping, fingers crossed, that we will. Uh, be able to see you guys play in the regionals this year so that'll be quite fingers awesome fingers crossed yeah fing- fingers crossed it's hopefully not too too far away once cricket gets underway you know um uh i want to talk next about your obviously your time uh down in england with northamptonshire and, and somerset as well um two great teams in a domestic competition down there um how how did you enjoy your time there what was your uh, some of your favorite highlights down there um, oh, Northlands, I just got asked by Kyle they were, I went down for a trial just for a week and ended up actually playing against New Zealand Day I was only I was only ever down there to play I think I played two games for Northlands as a trial um, it went okay I mean I, I played a I think I played a three day game against South Africa under 19s um, and then we played against Sussex at in Sussex as well which was fun Mm-hmm. And then also, um, was just staying with Kyle because I was due to drive back up the road two days after, and I got just asked come and just be, just be twelfth man and just be around the guys and just help out just because they were playing New Zealand Day, um, and funnily enough, two guys went down injured that morning, and they're like, well, we've got nobody, mm-hmm. like everyone else was either away or having like a, a week break or something because it was it was just a an eighteen uh, it was a New Zealand Day came across. I ended up getting drafted in to play that day and Kyle was like, you're playing. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, no, you're, you're playing. Huh. <laughs> so it ended up that oh, Colin Monroe and somebody else, the grand one, both got 151 not out and absolutely yeah. belted us to all parts. And the funniest bit of that day was watching Kyle have the ball. Mm. Um, I think Kyle ended up bowling his 10 overs as captain and <laughs> he was quite unhappy. But no, I found them... I didn't get to spend too much time at North Answer. I mean, but like, again, another great club. Um, but lucky enough to to spend two years at, at Somerset with with them, and that was just a pretty much an eye-opening experience for any for anyone who's just been local club guy in Scotland. Played, tried my hardest to to play for Scotland, and lucky enough to to do that as well. Which obviously had played a a wee bit for Scotland by that point and it was the head coach who'd come out on a batting trip with mm. Scotland and spoke to me by the end of the week and said look are you interested and I went what I didn't have any clue that this was going to happen and ended up down there for for two years you know, um, having played a handful of first team cricket but I mean yeah it's such a, an experience it's just such so different the pace of things the way they do things the way they train the, everything's just ramped up at another level you know it's just you do come back with an eye opener having it's just because obviously they are perfect they've got so much money and they can do whatever they like basically it's just it's an amazing setup as well and the, the guys you're able to play with I mean obviously having luckily enough to have played my side with both Gail and Jai Wardner to say those two as name drops as well I'm gonna put that in there but obviously having played on a side with those two um, is a pretty ridiculous um, even to have played on the same team as them, you know, and then having played a second team game with the likes of 
Truscothic and Chris Rogers as a second team game, you know, that's again, you're like, this isn't happening. Like, this is, I'm just a guy from Aberdeen playing a game with these two. I've played the game for goodness knows how long, got test hundreds for England and Australia, and you're like, no, this just isn't right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but look, <laughs> exactly, that, that, that's how it was at the time. So you're just like sitting there going, I'm not playing, am I playing cricket with these guys? Like, just mm. actually a bit like starstruck, kind of going, well, this is a bit strange having so long having looked up to these guys and watched them and all that and playing TV and then you're playing alongside them you go this is still pinch me stuff you know but it ended after two years obviously which is fair enough because um didn't play enough first team cricket when I did I just didn't quite take that chance but looking back at it it was did quite well for the twos but just not not well enough when I got that that chance to play the T20s for the the first team really yeah, and I guess um, just adding on top of that as well, I mean, it, it must have been um, a, a sort of an easy decision, but, you know, a no-brainer for you, just, you know, it, when not getting enough games under your belt and then wanting to come back up here, back home, um, and then play more, you know. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't by choice. Um, I would have mm. looked, I would have tried, um, I would have, if I had, another, had the choice, I'd have played another year in the twos to try and fight my way to get more opportunity in the ones, but such is life that these these opportunities don't get given to you that easily. You know, you have to to earn them. And obviously I'd, I'd messed up my chance with, with the five, six, seven games that I got given in the T20s, you know, and if you don't take them, you don't take them. And that's that's the, the tough end of the stick at times when you're playing at quite a, such a big club, you know, who are successful as well. And obviously if you don't quite take your chance there, you know, it's, it's never going to be easy, you know, which... Hmm. Which is, that's just the, the tough end of the stick, you know, that's just the way cricket is. If you don't perform, that's it, you, you've had your chance. I, I mean, I tried to, to pick up and see if I could go anywhere else, but the best decision at that point was to, to come back home and, and try and really put my stamp on actually trying to get my spot in the Scotland team as well, you know, and actually try and use the, well, see if what I'd gained from down in Somerset and actually use it in a Scotland shirt as well and actually try to to gain a permanent spot within the Scotland team, which has obviously been a little bit in and out, but look, I'd never, never change what I did or have done. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause I mean, I'm a player myself and I, I know that, you know, I speak not only for myself, but other players as well, who are probably listening or watching to the, uh, this and, you know, you want to get as many games as you can under your belt. You always want to train hard and then get games at the weekend or, or even during the week, you know? Um, but as you said before, if, if you know, you, if you're not up to par, uh, you know, coaches or, or other players, you know, might have a, a different approach to things. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just the, the nature of the beast, isn't it? Even within county sides and Scotland sides, if, if you're just not hitting your mark, there is guys looking for your back. You know, there is guys looking for your spot. And, you know, there's, that's the nature of the beast. You know, you're playing in a team sport, but you're also playing it as an individual in a team sport. And you're, at times, you look out for your own interest to try and, not saying do that, but at times you've got to be a little bit selfish in order to try and keep, not keep your spot, but actually try and prove yourself worthwhile to the team yeah. that makes sense you've also got to be a little bit selfish at times if you don't make big runs 
then there, you're, there is going to be a big lamp over your head saying, well, you've not done it for a while when like you've got it, it's now or never kind of thing, you know, and if you don't do it, then that's what I mean. It is a, it's, a, it's a team sport, but you're playing it as an in, individual because there's nobody in, that can stand at that, the bat in your hand or the ball in your hand and say, do this. At the end of the day, you're the person standing there or bowling it and you've got to make the choice at the end of the day. I mean, you can get guys saying, look, you've got to block it, you've got to whack it. But again, you could try and whack it and get out, and you'd be like, "Well, I did my best, but your best isn't good enough at times." Yeah. And that's just the nature. That's the nature of the beast with cricket. You know, it's like football. You get ninety minutes, you miss a chance, you might get another one. In cricket, mm-hmm. you get bowled first ball. That's it. You're sitting down with your pads off, having a cup of tea. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> what do you do? Mm-hmm. So it's, it is. It's a it's a funny old game at times. But look, I, yeah, there's there's things that I mean. Obviously, there's times where you do things and you go, why have I done that? Could I change it? But, I mean, it's too late to change things once they're they're done, aren't they? I mean, there's times in games where you do things, you think, oh, I'm never going to get that back, am I? But hmm. that's that's just the fun of it, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's it's all about, as well, how you how well you can contribute uh, in, yeah. in game scenarios. So, um, and it's just about how, how well you can adapt to... Um, you know scenarios where that's going in your direction or whether it, whether it's not you know um but um oh, definitely definitely it's when it's the, the ones when you're under pressure if you can perform in that point then you've got you stand yourself in good stead it's when the going's going easy and you do it, it it doesn't look as hard but when things are against you and you do it then you look look like a superstar don't you mm. yeah um now Obviously, everyone knows you as a, as a mid-order batsman. Uh, you can bat right-handed, but you can also uh, bowl right-handed as well um, as a spinner, uh, more of uh, like an off-breaker as well, uh, to be more precise. But um, did you used to bowl seam at all? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I started until I was about 15, 16. I, was a, I, did, I, bowled, I bowled some seam until I was about, as I say, 15, 16, and then made the change to, to spin more because due to probably being a bit more heavy set as a kid and not looking after my body as well and a little bit of injury and then thinking it was probably too hard to ball seam and then thought, oh, ball spin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not easier, let me tell you, because it's a lot harder when, when it actually, when you're facing batters, it's, it's a lot more flight guile as opposed to kind of blast you out kind of thing, you know, so there's, there's a lot. It's a lot more to it now. The older you get, the more the more skills you gain from it. You know, it never it doesn't get easier, but obviously the the more knowledgeable you become and how to actually read players and see what they're actually going to do becomes easier. Yeah. I wish I'd probably done it from an earlier age. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've never again never changed what I've done and it's the way I've I've done things and look, I've had had some success at times with it, and also it's been tough at times with it. It's never going to go plain sailing, as as everyone says. But I've had some success in big games, and again, also been whacked in big games, as 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 probably a few have seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I I I had um, I spoke to George uh, last year, George Monty, and he was telling me about how he used to do uh, seam bowling as well. 
um, a lot. Uh, but he's more he's more well, of a batsman on, now. On, on, yeah. a, on a part time basis, I would say George. George <laughs> <laughs> but we we all know him as as that big yeah. you know, guy who can smack balls out of the park, you know, for fun. And um, <laughs> you know, um, definitely, I wouldn't put him as a bowler. That's for sure. <laughs> he's I a mean, tormented. Yeah, he's sorry. a torment in nets. I would say he likes to have a ball in nets every now and again when he's feeling yeah. feeling yeah. a bit fun, but I wouldn't put him down as a bowler too often. Although I will have to say this because George will probably remind you of this. He has got me out, unfortunately, <laughs> in a club game, and he still reminds me about it to this day, which is fun. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we we had um we had a youngster from our club, right? who plays in the Caledonian Highlander setup or used to play in the Highlander setup uh, before. Um, a guy called Tas Hussein, Taswar Hussein. Okay. He's, um, he's in the Warriors setup, I think, isn't he? Um, Is he with the Warriors, uh, Taswar? Uh, he's only, I think he's only 17 or, or 18 now think, at the moment. I think, I think he might be. I think, uh, yeah, I think I've seen him coming along. I thought he was maybe with the Warriors, but I'm getting myself mixed up as well. I think there's a task wire that plays for the Warriors as well. Because hmm. yeah. um, oh. we, um, he, he, he talked about um, this one thing with me about how he went to a training session uh, with you, I think once, and uh, he was bowling to you, and literally every ball that he bowled to you, you just smacked it out of the park, or you, it was in the <laughs> net or something like that. And he was telling me, like every single ball, Michael just literally like read it so well and just like smashed it uh, out of the net or Off out spinner. of the park, you know. Remember right now, he's a spinner. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know who you're on about. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's he's a good, he's a, again, another good prospect, a good kid. Again, looks like he can turn the ball quite a bit that day. It was just, oh, look, nets is nets as well. You have to, to practice things that you're going to be doing things for and I think that week was unfortunately for him it was a T20 week I think um, coming into practice for that so I think the focus was quite heavily on that I think that week um, so again different guys train different ways for but I think we were we were heavily training for a T20 period um, mm. so yeah you train you train for what you're you're playing for don't you yeah absolutely and uh <laughs> I mean, I, I I think from what he what he talked about to, to me before <laughs> about that was that he pretty much enjoyed it, you know, overall. <laughs> but um, like, I mean, he, he he's he is challenging, and there is that, and so that's the best time if you if you get challenged for that age and you can keep coming back. It's brilliant. Like it's, hmm. it was great for him. He still kept on challenging and asking questions. He look, he asks questions, and if guys ask questions when that's happening, like brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like how are you able to do this or what's happening there what can you see and that's just that's all about learning and if you learn from other guys while you're doing it it's brilliant like that's just that's what we talk about a lot like if you can learn and speak to guys while you're doing things it's great like it's there's nothing better than that like learning in a team environment or yeah. even in a, in a that was from a regional point of view as well and that's what we all talk about like learning off each other it doesn't necessarily have to be the bigger guys in the group it can be another just any other player, you know, any other player that notices someone speak to each other, right? It's brilliant. And he was, he was that day. He was quite, he was quite funny that day, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Uh, well, he's, he's been a, um, one of those players at our club that has really developed as a player. 
Um, and, you know, getting that co-op to the Highlander setup was, I guess, something very big for him as well, uh, because he knew that all the hard work that he'd done up to that up to that point um, paid off in the end by getting that co-op. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a big step from, that's the step next step, isn't it? From club to Eagle Club to then regional sort of setup. And then obviously the next step for him would be to play in the regional setup. Mm-hmm. And then I guess from there, if he's depending on how much he wants to go and how much further he wants to go, obviously this lockdown hasn't helped anybody. So it's, I mean, you know, everyone's back to square one, you know, so. But look, yeah, he's, he looked a promising, promising player a couple of years ago, I'll say that, but. You know, obviously, this hasn't helped anyone. So it's it's obviously working with start from again when we get back. You know, what's everyone's base level going to be like? You know, um, and and yeah, I mean, not just him, but we want as many other you know talented young players coming through the ranks and getting into those regionals teams, uh, regional teams. Sorry, um, and um, you know, getting to that stage and and um, playing some good competitive cricket against you know other from you know the the other best players from within Scotland as well so um but we all want them to get to that stage one day in the future yeah I mean look there's only going to be your Kyle's your your Wally's your Safi's your myself your Ali Evans in the east and your Watties for so long like the guys that are coming up at some point have got to to overtake us you know that there, there is a passing of the the guard you know at times and mm-hmm. um, it's who's that going to be? Like who wants who wants to do that? And there's obviously got to if if it's going to carry on. I mean, this is what you're looking at. Who's the next sort of generation of who's your next Kyle? Who's your next Safi? Who's your next Evil? Who's your next? You know who who's the next in line? You know that's the that's what you're looking out for in these sort of things as well. And that's hopefully when we get out of this, we'll the next sort of best thing might come along. You know, you just never you never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we just got to stay positive and, and look forward uh, ahead to the future, you know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but as you said, you know, got to take each day as it comes or each week as it comes and hope hope for the best as well. So um, definitely, it's <laughs> this, there is there is that round the corner now. We've got that glimmer of we know when things are happening now, and look, we will get everyone will get a cricket season or we'll get a football season or rugby season at some point again this year. You know, that is we we know that's going to happen because full lockdowns ending by June, July, you know, that's just in in brackets at the moment, but that's, that means we're guaranteed something, you know, because they have also said that passing the ball from player to player isn't going to pass COVID because it can't. It's mm-hmm. like they've done that studies now and that's, surely that means that cricket can go ahead in some capacity, hopefully within the next two, three months, you know. If it's not start of April, then what about mid-May, end of May, you know, and at least get a three-quarter season if not a full season, you know, that's that's the best thing we can we can hope for. You know, that's best case scenario probably, but I don't think that's being too unrealistic. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Um uh very very quickly, I know I know you're a busy guy, uh but uh um, no, no. don't worry. Uh I wanted to talk um about your your Scotland debuts, uh both in the ODI and, and T twenty competitions. Uh, you made your ODI debut against Canada back in uh, 2014, and then the year before um, it was against Kenya, and that was in the T20 uh, competition as well. Um, yeah. How how were you feeling when you got that co-op to the Scotland squad? How what was going through your head? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's always it's a special thing because that's what you've played for, that's what you've done, that's what you wanted to do. Um, like 
I don't think either of those two days, if I remember rightly, went very well. I think Ken at Canada I didn't even get off the mark. I hit one straight to long on and walked off with my tail between my legs, I think. But um, no, like just even getting that opportunity at that point, like was was brilliant because I know I was I was doing all right within the regional stuff, you know, and then doing pretty well with Scotland Day. But the next step was that, and I think I had a great start to to life within Scotland. I think it took a couple of years to to actually start putting a few performances and I don't think I did too badly with the ball when I actually got a chance but I think it was probably in the, the first time I actually really did anything was probably in that T20 qualifier in Dubai I think it was in 2013 mm-hmm. the back end of 2013 would have been when I really probably first actually showed any signs of getting to grips with international cricket you know because it's so shit cricket so so up and down, as everyone knows, like it's so hard to to compete when you've got the guys like you play against England once every two, three, four years, and then you play against one big side every four or five years. It's so hard to to know what you're coming up against, you know. And then I think the first time I actually got to grips with it was probably the the eliminator game against Holland on TV when we played against them. Um, when I got my maiden fifty for Scotland. Um, back in what 2013 now I think it would have been mm. probably the first time you actually feel like you you actually meant to be there if that makes sense you actually you've, you've got a little bit of your foot in about how to to play international cricket you know it's but no it's been it's been what seven years now playing for Scotland and I mean yeah I've had last time the boy played was in the T20 qualifiers in November I missed out in the the ODI stuff, but I mean, look, I'm still absolutely hungry to, I want to get that shirt back on, you know, it's like every game you get for Scotland feels like, feels like your first, just because it's so, it's even amazing, like even playing my first class debut against Papua New Guinea, that was, I've never played a first class game, you know, and that was even an experience, you know, having played two or three of them, you know, even just every time you get to, to play for Scotland, it always feels, it's just, it's what you want to do, you know. Just every time you get to play this play for Scotland or even pull on the shirt, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, that it just would you don't want it to you still don't want it to end, really, you know. Is yeah, it's, it's that one the one dream you want to you want to achieve yeah. as, as a kid, you know. Um it's a no-brainer. So I mean no, you know you, uh-huh. you've got dreams, you still want to still there's still things I want to achieve within Scotland, but I mean just still gotta get my, my my shirt back on yet, but Mm-hmm. No, there is things that I still want to achieve, and I don't think they're they're too unrealistic. But you know, they'll come hopefully. Yeah, um, well, here's hoping you, you get to wear that shirt again uh, very very soon, mate. So Finger, fingers crossed. I mean, hopefully, uh, look, there's there is going to be opportunities. Hopefully, within the next year, you just obviously it's just a case of when you get them, got to take them. But again, that's every that's every sport in it. You get a chance, you've got to got to take it, don't you? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, we mentioned um, previously about uh, Kyle Cotts here. Uh, great guy. I had him on the podcast um, sometime last year. Great guy. You could literally talk to the guy for hours upon hours, you know. Um, he's that sort of guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, overall nice bloke. Um, 
And uh, of course, uh, I mean, you've you've played under the likes of you know his leadership with Scotland. Um, you've also played uh, under the likes of Grant uh, Bradburn now, um, and of course Shane Berger, who's the current head coach with Scotland at the moment. Um, what's it like playing, uh, you know, alongside Kyle on, with the Scotland jersey on, and and you know with Shane and Grant? Um, well, well, I'll even say it was lucky enough to play with him at club cricket. Um, mm. I mean, I I. I even played with his dad. Like, I mean, they've just such a an amazing family to even have played in a club scenario with them, and then to have uh, played with them at Scotland and actually managed to bat with them. And one of my oh, one of my first games in that in that tournament was playing with Kyle. And you know, just even and even now, just sharing a dressing room with Kyle still. He's <laughs> he's still the joker of the group. You know, like. Mm-hmm. He just gets better. Like the, the guy is relentless with how he is. Doesn't do anything spectacular in training. You know, he's just one of those guys who you know train hard like every other guy. But like when you when he pulls on the shirt, there's just something about him when he when he does it. It's just like it's just that it's just Kyle. You know, it's you know what you're gonna get. Like he is. He's probably putting my neck out in the limb. He's probably Scotland's best cricketer. You know. Over a period of time, I know those guys like there's Callum and there's there's Richie and stuff like that. But there's a reason he's associate player of the decade. You know, like he's he is just phenomenal. Like as a guy and as a as a player, he he's been. I obviously have known him since I was a kid. I mean, I, I well, our parents are very close friends. You know, and I stayed with his family when I gap eared and stuff like that. So. To have known Kyle in that respect, and then for him to give him a cap, and then my fiftieth cap and stuff like that—it's just it's there's little milestones along the the line that you still get to play with him, and he's still still playing, and I'm still lucky enough to be playing alongside him, you know, and mm-hmm. even playing in the Highlanders when he does, and just generally, yeah, I mean, you can't say anything about Kyle. That's yeah, he's Kyle, you know, he, he's an absolute amazing guy. What you see is what you get with him. He's he's just superb. Um, yeah, coaches wise, I mean, I've played under a few. Um, like everyone, every coach is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grant was was very different in the way he did his coaching styles. He was quite quite different. You know, he had his scenario basis that he liked to do, and more tried to make it more game specific. And at times, you thought it was a bit tedious, but it worked. You know, there was method to his madness and he was brilliant. I mean, I tried to catch up with him when I went to Pakistan and I mean, I've missed him, unfortunately, because he was away with the, the A side, but he's, he was he was very good and he did a lot for me. Um, he actually he did a hell of a lot for my cricket, you know. And obviously Shane's came in and it's never never nice for a coach to come in after you've you've just beaten the number one in the world. It's always going to be a tough, tough task to follow, you know, but I've I've got on really well with Shane and he's... he's come in and he's made made an impact to quite a few guys, you know, and it's he is he's a brilliant coach as well. It's just obviously been tough situations for for him to come into, you know, as well with with this last year. It's not been very easy for any any coaching, you know, and obviously Shane's been dealt a rough end of the stick at the moment with COVID and stuff. So obviously he's got a a big job when it comes back to for us to obviously try and get us back up to a skill level, you know, and that's just he will and he is Again, every coach has different methods, don't they? So it's obviously that's just the way the way it is. But I mean, obviously, I was lucky enough to get my Craig um, Craig Wright was part of the coaching staff 
when I first made my my debut with under Pete Steinbull and that as well. And he's, mm. you know, so it's it's great to great to still be a part of it, you know. And obviously with with the coaches and stuff, it's just yeah, like every as I say, every coach is different, and you're going to get that no matter where you go. And I, I read on the um, from one of the articles now that obviously Craig Wright is now back with Scotland. He's uh, be uh, being a part of the coaching uh, group now. Uh, as of uh, last month, sometime last month, I think it was confirmed. So um, yeah. it's great to have him on board. Yeah, I mean, Luke Wrighty was amazing when he first was with us. So obviously, and he he left to go and seek new ventures to Hong Kong, and I think that that was brilliant for Wrighty at the time, and probably the right thing for. Righty to do obviously he wouldn't have done it if it wasn't but look I mean it's it's I love having Righty on board he's been part of the Highlanders setup last he was with us last season as well and he's just he's just so the way he speaks to players he's he's obviously played the game for Scotland for so long he breeds Scottish cricket and if there's ever a guy you wanted to, to come back into for that sort of reason as well I mean the guy the guy captain Scotland for X number of years and he's going to bring that that passion and stuff that he brings, you know, it's it's righty, so mm-hmm. he'll do it in righty's way as well, which is again <laughs> going to be very different. But I mean, I I got on really well with the guy. He's absolutely he, he again did a lot for me when I was first first mm-hmm. in the squad and that as well, you know. So it's great to have him back on on board, you know. Absolutely, and I, and I think um, you know, especially during these you know difficult times of COVID and and everything, I think. Uh, Cricket Scotland's definitely going in the right direction forward in terms of uh, the group you've got right now, uh, the coaches that are coming in. Uh, it's looking like it's it's going to be very good going into the near future. Yeah, I mean, look, we've got a pretty pretty good group of players that have been together for a while. You know, there are the new guys coming in and the new guys that are coming in are top drawer as well. You know, they're, they've not come in and just, they've come in and made an impact. You know, Hamza's been absolutely phenomenal the last couple of, the last year and a half, he's been absolutely fantastic, you know, alongside Watty. And um, the two of them have formed quite a quite a partnership, you know. And we, yeah, with the with what we've got, I mean, some guys have taken lockdown to make themselves fitter, and some guys have done it just to have a break. And when they come back, it's gonna they're ready for cricket, you know. And I think guys are the the good thing is some guys are gonna be chomping at the bit to get cricket. You know, and I think, yeah, there will be a bit of a, a lull for us when we go back because obviously we've got to get that skill level back up to where we were. And it might take a couple of weeks, it might take a month, you know, but we'll get there. And I think we're that kind of group that we're not just going to let it be. We're going to try and get back to where we were, the likes of that day where we, we beat England. You know, we're going to get back to that sort of that sort of standard again. And, you know, and, and where we where we left off, you know, fitness levels are were good with the guys when we were when we were last together, you know, we're getting fitter, we're getting stronger, you know, and then hopefully if we can get back to that as a group where we, we get to play some games again and improve where we're, prove we've got better, you know, that's the only way we're going to, that's the only way you can is when we actually start getting back on the park, you know. Yeah. And um, it would be even better with, uh, with crowds back, back there as well, uh, supporting you guys. Oh, I mean, they're, they're some of the best, aren't you? I mean, they, you see them and they still, they turn up in their, their hundreds and their that day with the last couple of years, their thousands even, you know, and folk even wanting to miss club cricket on a Saturday to, to watch a game and that's that's unheard of, you know. And mm. yeah, like I mean it's great to the support we get everywhere we go, you know, they're always 
skies that come along everywhere we go and that's just that's the beauty of again what you do isn't it you you do it for you don't just do it for yourself you're doing it for for everyone who comes to watch and whoever's you know it's just for scotland really that's what that's what you do yeah um yeah absolutely kind of, um i i must agree with that you know I, I completely agree with it actually uh to be fair but um yeah i want to finish on two questions if i may uh mm-hmm. just final two questions um what what do you think is the best thing about being a cricketer? Oh, Lou, I mean, I've, I've done it since I was... It's just different, isn't it? I mean, everyone in Scotland goes, oh, you're what? You're, you're a professional what? I still get it to this day. I mean, I've, I've luckily enough to have gone into a work environment when obviously lockdown happened and they go, you're a professional what? Like, you're like, yeah, I'm a professional cricketer. They're mm. like, not football. You're like, no, I hate football. It's like, so I don't, I don't get it. Like, I've played cricket all my days and I just absolutely think it's so different. There's so many different skill levels to what you do. That's not just, okay, there is in football and I get ridiculed for my knowledge of football because I just can't stand it. But like, it's just so different. Like there's so many different variants of skill. Like you've got your fast bowlers, you've got your spinners. It's just like watching the test match today. I'm, it's over in two days. You know, there's just mm. a, such a degree of skill that goes into what you do and so much, I don't. When everyone says it's such a, a physical sport, they go, "No, it's not." You sit there, you drink your tea and your coffee. I goes, "Okay." You try and explain to them that you stand there and face a ball at ninety mile an hour, or eighty mile an hour, or seventy mile an hour. It's, it's not as easy as it looks, you know. It's like mm-hmm. you try that, and then be put under pressure to go and to go and do whatever you do on a on a world stage, you know. And then it's like, oh, okay, so. I get a wee bit annoyed when it comes to Scottish sport and the way that we get undermined, I think, as well. Because I think, look at the amount of times we've been to World Cups in the last four years, you know, well, well so many more. We've World Cup qualifiers, I mean, I think we got we got harshly done by there, but we're obviously at the World Cup T20 the year before. We were in New Zealand a couple of years before that, you know, and actually playing in Australia. Whereas football, they haven't been to Euro since God knows nineteen ninety eight or something like that, and they're everyone's cock a hoop, but nobody gave a monkeys about us playing that. You know, that's what kind of it annoys me a wee bit with the Scottish sport because it's almost like getting brushed under the carpet. But well, I, I play cricket because it's just so different, and I think kids nowadays get lulled into football so easily. I think there's so many skill variant variants to cricket that it's just a, such a different sport and. I, I obviously, I if anyone mentions football, I kind of lose a bit of interest in a conversation. I'll try and sit and watch it, but only if I'm in a, a bar scenario. But you know, it's like, yeah, I don't. It's just so different. I've I'm obviously brought up with dad and mum and everyone who's loved cricket. You know, so that's all. That's all I've ever known. You know, I've never played another sport. So yeah, it's just that's just the way I am. I live and breathe it, but. I think if, if there was one thing I'd change about it is to try and get it more in the public eye instead, instead of it being folk forget about it. Like, if it, oh, cricket, it's it's finished, it's done with. Like, oh, football's tomorrow. Oh, but I'm not playing cricket. I don't like cricket. So you're going to get, there's so many, football's so widely available, you know? Yeah. That's just the, that's the difficulty we've got. We're facing with cricket. It's just you're always fighting against football in the country. Mm-hmm. I feel, but yeah. yeah, I know it's not a popular opinion, but you know, it's just the, what you're fighting against, isn't it? 
Yeah, and, and I mean, I've, I've experienced this as a coach myself as well and a, and a player. You know, I see um, new people trying to come into the sport for the first time and they, they either watch it for a bit or they take part in it for like 10 minutes or something. And then they think to themselves, oh, well, this, this might not be for me, you know, um, or it might be for me. You never know. But um, I, it's just trying to get as many, many people new into the sport yeah. and trying to get them hooked to it, you know. Yeah. That's um, the tough bit, isn't it? Because everyone goes, oh, what do you do? Oh, I like playing football. And you go, but have you tried it? And you go, no, well, no, because I like football. But it's just so hard to get new people in when you're, when there is such a vibe about football, you know, that's just the, that's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think we're, we're definitely getting there within, there, there is still interest within it. It's just obviously we need to figure out ways of, of getting more interest within, within the game within Scotland, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, we got to, you know, grow, grow the, the youngsters within the sport and, and, you know, uh, help them as much as we can develop as a player and and um, and let them enjoy the game as much as possible as well because that's the most important thing. De- definitely, like if they if they've got to enjoy it. I mean, there are days where cricket doesn't go well, but that's later in life. And when you get better at it, the more the better you get, the more disappointments you get with it. But that's going to be with every every sport. The more enjoyment you can give them when they're younger, like make it more fun for them like this all-stars program that's going around is so good for the kids like mm-hmm. i can't speak highly enough of the way that like, we've probably got 70 80 kids coming along and absolutely loving all-stars cricket and that's just you've got to make it fun for for juniors and kids nowadays in order to to make it survive you know if you can get 10 20 of those 70 kids and retain them then brilliant but mm-hmm. it's how you it's how you do that i suppose is the is the key yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, the last thing I was going to ask you was, obviously, uh, we talked about it a, bit, a little bit before about how you're you're an off-break spinner, you can bat in the middle order. Um, for any youngster out there who's listening to this or watching this, um, what sort of advice or tips could you give them in terms of improving their bowling actions if they're a spinner or if they're coming in at that four, five, even six spot in the order? It, it depends on what kind of player you are what player you want to be I think if that's what you want to figure out what do you want to be do you want to be one of those rotators with a bit more touch and finesse or do you want to be more like a George Munsey where there is a hint of finesse about it but he's also quite a powerful powerful striker of the ball do you want to be a powerful striker do you want to be finesse figure out what you want to be and stick to it like give it your give it time on task bowling Play around with it a little bit as well if you've got variations, if you don't, but also make sure you get your basic skill done. Like get that basic skill nailed, whereas you put cones down, put a little tea towel down, put a, a beer mat, whatever you want. Find a beer mat in your garage, whatever. Put it down, bowl, hit it. If you hit it, keep hitting it. Kind of get to six out of six on that beer mat. If you hit six out of six, I can tell you you're going to be doing the right things. You know, and then it's a case of can you do it over and over at higher speeds and then bring your speeds down. Can you bowl it, if you're an off spinner, bowl it slightly quicker, slightly slower? Or this could be a, a tough wicket, right? I've got to bowl straighter, I've got to bowl wider, I'm going to get more turn. You know, just figure out what do you want to be and just go with it. Like, actually figure out what kind of cricketer you want to be and then stick to it. Do I want to be aggressive? Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a nudger, nerdler and finesse, then that's what I want to do. 
and then put time on the task, you know, like give yourself enough time to actually learn about how you're going to do it. That's yeah. what I would say. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, no, thank you very much for having me. Um, are you, are you up for some quick fire questions to finish off with? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I was about to say that before. <laughs> before no, we why, not? The end of it. Um, why not? So, um, yeah, this will get to know us, uh, get to know you a little bit more with these quick fire questions, but they're, they're good fun to do. So, um, <laughs> but, um let, let's see where it goes. Um, so, uh, let's talk about just overall. So your time, you know, with Scotland down South, uh, with North Ants, um, Somerset Highlanders, even, um, who's the funniest teammate overall? Oh God. Funniest teammate. Oh, probably Kyle has to be Kyle. I reckon. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, who has the best taste in music? Oh, God. Best taste in music across the lot? Oh, Ryan Brown. Hmm. Ryan Brown, Cali Highlanders boy. Yeah. He's what got good taste in music. On from time to time? Oh, just a, he's a very much a mix. Everything old school, new. He's He's got a good variety. None hmm. of this. Yeah, he's, he's very much mixed, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where, um, which holiday destination is, is your favorite? Like what's, what's that one place you'd love to go and visit? Oh, I'd love to go back to Queenstown, New Zealand. I'd mm. love to go back there. Played there once, luckily enough to go there for a couple of weeks. It was, I want to go back there so bad. Yeah. It was New, just New Zealand in general. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's such a nice place. I, I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, from a lot of players before. So, yeah, um, so good. Very nice uh, place. Um, what is your favourite type of food? Oh, uh, probably got Thai food. Thai food, luckily enough to spend my honeymoon in Thailand and was treated to some absolutely just unbelievable food. Yeah, I'd have to go Thai food. Yeah, awesome. Um, what's been um, the best moment in your career so far? Oh, <laughs> probably the, the day we beat Kenya in the 24 I think it was 2014 in New Zealand to qualify for that World Cup in New Zealand so if we lost that we lost our ODI status mm-hmm. and we won that game and then ended up winning the tournament now that would probably have been the, if we lost that that would have been it could have been a game changing moment for Scotland but we ended up winning that obviously there are others that come pretty close like but <laughs> that one probably stands out as opposed to just being the generic winning against England because obviously that was absolutely phenomenal but that day against Kenya where we, we scraped across the line to keep ourselves alive in ODI status and everything like that it was it was just an amazing team to be a part of that day to be fair yeah um, what is your favourite uh, gym exercise oh god uh, deadlift how much can deadlift. you deadlift Oh, God, now you're asking. Uh, the <laughs> best I've done was probably 160, 170 kilo. Not, not too over the top. Not a George Mundy-esque, but not quite, <laughs> not quite the big boy numbers, but not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is your favourite movie or TV show? Oh, wow. Uh, favourite movie. Oh, wow. Now you're asking. Dear me. All movies have just gone out of my head, Ali. <laughs> Um, favorite movie? Well, TV show I'm on at the moment. I love this Snowpiercer I'm watching. Game of Thrones was good. Mm-hmm. Um, movie. Now you're asking a good question. Mm-hmm. I've been watching that much movies and TV at the moment. I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, I have to come back to me on that one. I'll have a think on that one. Come back to me on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hmm. Do you have an, any nicknames? Oh, now you're asking. Um, <laughs> seal. I'm called the Seal. Yeah. Why are you called the um, Seal? So, back in, what did it have been? 2007, hmm. in an under-17 tournament. Um, in pool recovery afterwards, probably hair similar to this, hmm. came out of the water, and I left just my nose to here, and I looked like a baby seal, apparently, and from there it stuck. So... Yeah, that one. That one's been a, <laughs> that one's been a, a fun one for years. To be fair, yeah. Oh, film, I've got one. I finally remembered one. The Green Mile would probably be up there. One of the the favourite movies. Um, probably one that gets it. Yeah, probably one of the the better movies I've seen. I reckon. That, that's very interesting to know that you you've been nicknamed the Seal. I, I never yeah, knew that. Yeah, all. yeah, yeah. That that yeah that one. <laughs> Funnily <laughs> enough, from the guy who called me it. He bought me a baby seal toy <laughs> for my daughter's birth. Uh-huh. I've got it sitting upstairs. He bought me a baby seal to make the joke <laughs> for my daughter's <laughs> birth. <laughs> I'm getting sitting up the stairs. So yeah, that one that still cracks me up whenever I see it. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant story. Um, what is your um, favorite emoji? Oh, the fishing emoji. Mm. Yeah. fishing emoji nice um and uh the last one uh i was going to ask you was um overall what's the best piece of advice you've ever received just be yourself like the amount of times you want to do things that are not yourself like just as i said to you earlier on in the podcast be find out who you want to be and play like and do that like so i want to be play the way i play don't let anyone else kind of tell you how to do it yeah okay they can advise you but mm. be yourself like don't let anyone change how you do and how you act mm-hmm. awesome um well michael thank you thank you so much mate for coming on the podcast no and, problem um, thank you for having me and uh yeah it's been awesome to have you on mate uh please do keep in touch um i mean i would love to have you back on again uh with some of the other no boys problem. as well yeah um, absolutely i'd love to get a bit of stick from them so yeah <laughs> um, i've got uh i've got Callum mcleod coming on the podcast on saturday so that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool Enjoy that one. um but yeah as far as today goes thank you so much and uh we no really problem. appreciate your time no bother thanks ali